0: jump in first of all to all the podcast listeners thank you for joining us be sure to subscribe hit that five-star review let them know what the deal is so we can keep them sponsors coming through um we're going to talk a little bit later in the show about the future of the inner geekdom show because we've got some pretty big changes coming some exciting changes i'm very very geeked out to share that with you for sure uh but let's start off of course by introducing my engineer extraordinaire the one the only uh uh-oh i'm muted uh, oh, better now. Okay. I don't know how much you heard. Long story short, welcome to the Intergeekdom Show. Spoiler alert: uh Intergeekdom Show is going to be changing a little bit. We'll talk about that later in the episode. We're going to talk episode three of Loki. Shout out to the podcast listeners. um And now, introducing my engineer extraordinaire, Mr. Dwayne Burke. Dwayne, what's good, bro? all good all good appreciate the love and y'all letting us know but uh, you know dwayne is on top of it so we we all good baby now uh the personal issue that we had going on um our guest today is is was supposed to be uh none other than craig the barbarian um unfortunately he's got something going on in his apartment right now that he's trying to solve not gonna put his business out there in the streets He's just got a little bit of an emergency in his building, so uh, if he is able to sort it out, he will join us later in the episode to kind of pick up where we're talking and give his thoughts on what's going on. Otherwise, it's just going to be me and Dwayne uh, this morning, and, you know, obviously Craig is a friend of the show, so we will have him on one way or the other. Um, Hopefully, it's today. We'll see, Um, but... Let's just jump right into it. Let's talk about it because I do want to spend enough time to uh, discuss uh, what's happening with our show, with the Inner Geekdom show, uh, in the next week or two. Um, so this episode, uh, titled Lamentous, um, I'll be real with you, Dwayne, just opening thoughts. Um, oh, they said you were muted now. I don't know if, the, if you're good. It's good. Good? Just checking? Just checking. All right, cool. Um, not my favorite episode. Um, I had moments in it that I thought were beautiful, that I thought were hilarious, that I thought did give us a little bit more of a dive into both Loki and Selvi, uh, as we found out that she wants to be referred to. I mean, for those of us that did our dive in the credits last week, uh, cause we were all like, oh, is it the Enchantress? Uh, she was credited as Selvi, but now she's actually said it out loud. Um, I thought we got really nice moments with that and even their connection and a, a further dive into who Loki really is, like what makes a Loki a Loki comes up at one point. Um, but it didn't it didn't move the needle for me, man. I'll be honest with you. I, I felt um, a little disconnected from the same kind of flow that we had last two episodes. I liked the fact that we kept having little moments in like time or history that were affected by Loki or the TVA. So like the D.B. Cooper in episode one, Pompeii in episode two, even though he didn't really affect it, going to Pompeii and having that moment, you know, was kind of cool. So I get, because you're on Lamentus and the ideas that you're trapped there, you're not going to get that as much. Um, it, I will say the poor people waiting for the train kind of reminded me of very a la Titanic of being like, come on, you're the rich people on the boats. What the hell? Like I, I got that vibe. So if you want to maybe make that comparison, but just really honestly not my favorite. I, I, I think even of all of the of all three of the shows now. So WandaVision, uh Falcon Winter Soldier, and this, this might be like in my top two or three episodes of the three shows, personally. Uh Again, still got a lot out of it, but just not really there for me. What about you, Dwayne?
1: I I understand why a lot of people are saying this is like a filler episode or like it's not like it doesn't live up to the first two or or whatever. But I I think that the questions that come up in this episode Mm -hmm. are – some of the most important, quest- more, most important questions that we've been asked or are asking ourselves so far through the series. Um, like, what makes a Loki a Loki is an incredibly, like, poignant question. Because N- it's it's not just about, like, Loki the character, but it's also, like, a self-reflection of, like, okay, so, like, what makes me me? And yes. Like, there were a lot of things in, <clears throat> in, the, in this show in particular that people were, like, talking about, like, okay, are they ever going to, like, explicitly say that, like, or address Loki's sexuality or Loki's gender or sure. any of, the like, any of those things. And I think that they did that in this episode in a way that was so subtle but still so overt. Uh Um, Uh like I think if people can wrap like, and I don't want to like get into this wider conversation, but if people can understand that Sylvie is a Loki and Sylvie may have at one point looked exactly like Tom Hiddleston, but understand now that she looks the way that she looks and is still a Loki, but is now known as Sophie or Sylvie. How do you not understand that in real life?
0: I mean, that's a solid point. Like that is a very, very solid point.
1: But it made that point without like saying, like, see the point that I'm making. Like it just made it. Right. Even when it addressed Loki's sexuality and he was like a bit of both.
0: Yeah, right. When she asked, like, you know, you're, you're a prince. Is there a waiting princess or princes or, you know, that you might, and he was like a little of both, but you know, nothing ever really stuck. I Those moments, don't get me wrong. Those moments that when we were diving further into what makes Loki a Loki and these two back and forth and how their powers developed and what family they were raised with and all that, that stuff was great. The reason why I think it didn't hit for me as well and why people are calling it a filler episode All of that is still important. Like a lot of, I think of like Naruto, for example, because they're infamous for having infinite filler episodes, uh, Naruto and One Piece. I don't watch One Piece, but I've heard that too. Those were always then stories that you might have gotten something more about a character, like say Naruto or Kakashi or whatever, but it didn't move the story forward. And that's my problem here is we did not get the story moving forward. So while I appreciate everything that we got from the characters and from the themes, I just didn't feel like we, we didn't have any, like if there was something that was like, Oh, we find out that lamentus is like a massive key to the sacred timeline or something. You know what I'm saying? That would be different. We're literally on a planet that has no repercussions whatsoever, except for the fact that if we don't get off this rock in the next 12 hours, we're going to die. So, you know what I'm saying? So that's where I'm kind of like,
1: I mean, you could have had
0: these conversations, but then something was moving forward where maybe we find out Sylvie's plan as to why she's trying to destroy the sacred timeline or what, you know what I mean?
1: I mean, I don't think you need, I don't think that moves the story. Like, I don't think that's the right way to say that the story didn't move forward because I think the story did move forward. I think we got a massive piece of information in the revelation that, that, you know, something that I already kind of knew just because of, the knowledge that I was bringing into it, but that Mm -hmm. the TVA is entirely made up of variants that don't know that they're variants that moves the forward, the story forward incredibly.
0: In, in the sense that we know now that the, the timekeepers in the TVA, which we all kind of had a hunch, but are not who they seem to be. I agree with that, but that was such a small nugget, almost kind of thrown away at the end that it doesn't have, like, necessarily the same impact of, like... Again, the the first episode is Loki literally is arrested by the TVA. So it's just figuring out where the fuck we are in the first place. Then the second episode is the beginning of this manhunt for Selvi. And so it's... We're moving forward as far as, like, what what are we actually doing here? I'm saying that, like, sure, they got on the train, they tried to get on the Ark, but nothing... It has nothing really to do with anything else. And so getting that little nugget about the variants is great. You still could have gotten that while doing something. You know what I'm saying? I like
1: I but further doing deeping and diving into the characters is doing something. Something doesn't always have to happen in the larger world to sure. say that the story is moving forward. Like the story did move forward because like now we've gotten into like um What Mobius said in the last episode, no one is ever truly bad and no one is ever truly good. And it's like now we've gotten to see the part of Sylvie that the TVA is kind of pushing to the side. Like, Uh maybe maybe I swear.
0: Whoops. You did. (laughs) Uh What did I say? You You dropped an an
1: F-bomb. Oh, yeah. Oh, Lord. All right. My bad. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I I wasn't going to. I wasn't going to point it out.
0: (laughs) I just didn't even even notice. We were so deep in the conversation, bro. I just...
1: (laughs) But, like, I I think because if we don't have this episode where we kind Mm -hmm. of get to flush out Sylvie a little bit and get a Mm -hmm. little bit deeper into Sylvie, when we move into the next three episodes and Loki has to really start making decisions about whose side is he going to be on as well as trying to get Mobius to pick a side... Mm-hmm. If we didn't have this episode, there won't be any impact when that happens later. I,
0: I, I hear you. I, 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 I acknowledge that. I just look back to, I'm trying to think of what like a good example would be. Um, I look back to the episode where we first get introduced to Isaiah uh in Falcon and Winter Soldier and how that was a lot of like exposition and history of what's been going on and things like that but still things were physically moving forward that that you, you see what I'm saying you can do both I think what I get nervous about we only have six episodes of this show so every minute every scene is kind of vital and I again Diving into who Sylvie is and everything else, I think is is wonderful. I think you can do both. That's 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 my concern is that the stuff built around the the, the dive into Selvi and Loki is not doing anything. So this 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 center part, gold. That's the part of the episode I liked. It's everything around it that did nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like even the old, like other than the the fact that maybe loki's of every variety can get their butt whooped by anybody and i think that that was kind of the, the the moment we get with the old lady uh and her gravity gun or air gun or whatever it is she's shooting out of that shed um so you see some of the similarities there where they're both f-ups see caught at that time uh but but we don't we, we, there was nothing that made me be like, okay, cool, cool, cool. You know, that, that's, I guess that's my main critique. And I, I feel like we're, we hear each other, but we just feel differently about how, how that works, I guess.
1: Well, cause like, then my question would be as, as with what we've been given every so far, especially with the way that Sylvie has been characterized, if they weren't stuck on this planet with nowhere else to go, we wouldn't have gotten any of those conversations because they would have just went their separate ways.
0: You could still have them stuck, stuck in a moment together. You could still have them stuck in a moment where they have to, like, for example, if they're not, that we need to necessarily explore the TVA more, but if they, they Loki, uh, that, you know, they jump back at the TVA because Loki has interfered. Now they somehow get captured and now they're trying to work together to escape. You know what I'm saying? Like they think, cause Loki, since he abandoned Mobius at the uh, rocks, song rocks court rocks 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 bell
1: rock smart it was walmart
0: at rock smart <laughs> um that could be something that's kind of like going on in that or or she you know she dropped all of those uh those reset charges into different points in time what if because loki was so hasty and hitting it they're accidentally in that and now you know, we're, we're either connected to something bigger in that regard or whatever. It's just that I guess the problem is, is that um, Lamentis has no implications on anything else other than this planet is about to be destroyed. That's it. That's the only thing. It has no other implications. So the location and what's happening in it has no bearing on anything. Their interactions do, but the actual planet and setting that we're in does not and so that's the thing. It, it, it's, it feels like wasted space in that regard. That's, the, I, 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 I think someone I see in the chat said it best. The filler argument above all else really depends on what happens next week. It's kind of hard to say, like, when you just see its face on, that is what it's going to present itself as. But depending on what happens next week, if all of a sudden we find out that Lamentis is where, you know, Kang actually has been hanging out for a while. Cause he also realizes he can hide inside it. Like, you know, and then all of a sudden we get introduced to Kang, like whatever it is, there could be something that has to do with this planet or this setting later. Great. But other than that, that's kind of where my brain's
1: like, at. I think, and I hate, I don't, I don't know of a better way to say this. This is just the way it like, yeah, yeah. I enter that mentality frustrates the hell out of me. Because it's the same reason that we got Luke Skywalker at the end of The Mandalorian. Everything doesn't have to be connected to everything. Some things can just stand alone. And and yes. Lamentus doesn't have to have bigger implications. I think what... And, and this is kind of my own expectations playing through the episode as we were going through it. And I think it was the plan. They didn't ever really like quite... Explicitly say it, but Mm -hmm. they were going to get the arc off the planet because that would have created a nexus event, right? And it would have forced the TVA to come get them. Yes, they still have to get off this planet somehow. Yes, and we know that there's three more episodes, so they're they are going to get off the planet. Yes. So what are they Well, they they have
0: to. We we three episodes left. They have to escape. Yes,
1: exactly. So that so at this point what are they going to do that's going to be big enough to cause a nexus event and mm-hmm. o- like in the face of an apocalypse?
0: Fair. So I, I, I the, like, Yes.
1: So I'm super excited about next episode because they're they're like subverting everything that they set up in the first two by saying like, hey, if you go to an apocalypse, everything that you do won't matter. And now with this episode and knowing that they're going to survive they're going to show you that that wasn't true
0: yeah yeah, yeah. what uh, you hold do on does let's... matter
1: even in the face of an apocalypse
0: no fair um just got word that craig is sorting it out and he will join us momentarily so that's great um yeah i i i, I get that i i feel like yeah No, I I mean, we've we've kind of talked circles around this particular topic uh, about whether it was filler or not. Um, But I think, again, the one thing that I do appreciate is that we were able to have this discord with, I mean, one, we're friends, so we would be able to do that anyway. But like... That because you know how people on the other, well, F you, dog, know, you don't know talk
2: about like blah, 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 blah,
0: blah. This is why you're trash. Like, this yeah. is what real discourse looks like, people. You can yeah. feel differently about, uh, you know, a creative art or a work and still, like, be cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, and still have things you like or hate about the episode. Uh, you know, you could, one could be at a 10 and one could be at a six. It's fine. Like, it's, it's how life works, that's how it should work. In two ways. Um, so I want to talk about specifically the, the, uh, there was a nice conversation like about love, um, and they were debating what love really was for a while that love was mischief. Uh, I don't remember what the second thing that they call it as, but I do remember Loki gave like a small little drunken poem, um, where he ultimately says to Selby, he goes, you know what? I figured it out while you were passed out. Love is a dagger. It's a weapon to be wielded from to be wielded far away or up close. You can see yourself in it and it's beautiful until it makes you bleed. But ultimately when you reach for it, it isn't real.
1: See, he almost had it. He yeah. almost had it. If he would have said when you reach for it, you'll find that when you need it, it's out of reach. He would have had it.
0: Cause that was that would and that was where Sylvie called him out. She was like, "So love is an imagine is an
2: imaginary <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: dagger." Yeah. And he goes, "Ah, oh, I messed it up. I was I had something there. I, I I didn't I didn't really quite get it." But everything prior to that, so the fact that it can be used up close or far away, this idea that you can affect somebody with love, like I think about, for example, um, people of, uh, I don't know. Samuel L. Jackson, right? They're they're massive fans of Samuel L. Jackson. You have never met Samuel L. Jackson in your life, I would bet for most of those people that love Samuel L. Jackson, but you can love him and his work and what he stands for from afar. Then you can also have the type of love that like we have as like homies that we've known each other the last couple of years. We've got a chance to like get to know each other and we've become friends. And the idea of that, let alone the intimate love of like you meet a partner and you get to know each other like that, and then the fact that you say like again you see yourself in it love shows you who you are and it shows you what you're made of and things like that um and it is beautiful and and like he then says until it makes you bleed the minute love there's a betrayal or there is a letdown or whatever it is one of the most painful things in the world um what did you think about this particular moment, Dwayne?
1: I I I think that this moment showed even with all their differences, how similar Loki and Sylvie really are, like mm-hmm. they they aren't different. Like as much as Sylvie doesn't want to be a Loki, like she is. They they in it and it kind of shows that like even even with all of the differences, there's still a through line through all timelines with Loki. because mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. even like later, when he's like, "You can't blame me, I'm hedonistic." And she's like, "No, I'm so mine. more like, so <laughs> than you." <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> like, even more than you." And it's like there's still like these things that are character traits that aren't going to change no matter what. Right.
0: Right. No, I, I, that, that I agree with. And I do appreciate as well. Um, And I, I even like the idea that like, by giving us the Enchantress as like a Loki variant, I know I've seen some people that are pissed off about it. Like, no, there has to be something else to it. Like there has to be, you know, this really is just the Enchantress off to the side, like whatever. And I'm like, you do realize that the MCU in and of itself is kind of its own, Multiverse, its own variant, and that the comic way that you see stuff, let alone th- th- that in all the universes we've seen in the comics, because at one point we had the Ultimate ver- universe and all that other stuff, they're going to be little changes. And we've already seen them as we've seen the movies based off of things having to work the way that they are. So, like Civil War, for example, Civil War was a massive event that included the X Men and the Fantastic Four and the Defenders and everybody but you couldn't do that because you didn't have the rights to all those characters. So the idea of Civil War and the Sokovia Accords looked very different than the Superhero Registration Act. So it's very natural for this stuff to be the same, but different. And I appreciate that they found a way to incorporate this character um, in a way that works. You know what I'm saying? By finding a a thread that kind of works. And that's that's the big thing. Again, the MCU is not a, is. Uh, I see Tiffany just said it. It's not a one for one um, comparison uh, to the comics. They do need to be similar because otherwise, what are we looking at here? Well, but they're not going to match directly.
1: And it, and it's not just that. So it used to be that um, you had Earth six one six that was like the main. Marvel Comics timeline. And then the MCU was actually Earth what like nine 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 nine, I think, is what it what its designation sure? was. Well, like I think it was like a year or two ago, Kevin Feige basically just said, Hey, um, that's no longer true. The MCU is its own thing and it has its own Earth designation and then mm. branches off of that. And then the comics are completely separate, and they have all their different Earths and designations. So, like, now the multiverse can, like, so the MCU multiverse is completely separate from the comic multiverse. And, like, they are no longer separate. They're, like, parallel multiverses traveling side by side. Um, Which is kind of how they played that out by saying, like, this is the creation of the multiverse in the MCU. Like, that's why they had to make that delineation, because otherwise people were like, oh, well, like, the multiverse exists, so how are you going to create a multiverse in a multiverse? Right. Um, But even with that, like, they've already shown that they're willing to change certain things about characters from the comics, like, one of my big sticking points with WandaVision was the difference between Agatha Harkness in WandaVision and Agatha Harkness' right. character characterization right. in the comics. Um, right. I was a little annoyed that they kind of changed her base character somewhat um, into
0: more of a into more of a straight up villain.
1: Yeah, like I don't have a problem with changing little things, like you know, whether it's it's not whitewashing, but like race bending or, or gender bending or anything like, like, I don't really have problems with that. I don't care. But when yeah. you change something that I think is kind of like fundamental to the character, that right. kind of doesn't like it, it doesn't work for me. Um, right. like if someone was to say, Hey, like Magneto is no longer going to be Jewish. I'm like, you just changed a fundamental part of that character.
0: Right. right right
1: that's not right, right, right like we can't do that like that no. not, like parts of the character still have to ring true and the fundamentals still have to well you know. and
0: that's i think why uh which by the way i don't know if you saw that craig is in the waiting room if you can grab him oh, real quick yep. but um but from the standpoint of i agree with you i think that that's why for example if we are getting a loki enchantress variant for for true there this isn't Sylvie is just the Enchantress as she is, and it really is a, a variant of Loki. I don't think that there's a problem with that simply from the standpoint of, um, you know, that it would still work within a Loki's nature, since Loki is the god of mischief and the Enchantress is up to her own mischief as is, that would make perfect sense. Um, all right. So with all that, we're about halfway through the show. I want to make sure we get your the stream labs and super chats in there too. Please keep sending them in your thoughts about the episode, your thoughts about all the stuff Dwayne and I have discussed, but he is here. He is one of the leaders of the Finstock exchange. He is not currently with Elvis, but that's fine, because instead he, uh, or maybe he is, I don't know if he, nope, okay, no worries, Uh, but he is a brilliant mind in his own right. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd love to welcome back to the show, Craig the Barbarian. What's up, man? How you doing? Uh,
2: I'm I'm doing much better now, Winston. Uh, (laughs) uh, Forces conspired against me joining for this chat, but I have defeated those forces, and here we are. I'm excited to talk about Loki.
0: There you go. Did you, did you leave a reset charge on your way out so that, you know, you could, your apartment can go back to normal.
2: Yes, yes, exactly. That, that timeline has been erased and uh, <laughs> back to the regular timeline where nothing bad happened at all.
0: There you go, man. So real, real quick. Um, I just wanted to say, um, uh, what were your initial thoughts uh, on this episode of, of uh, Loki? You
2: know, I, 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 I enjoyed the episode. I did feel like it was more of a um, character-building uh, episode than, than so, as so much as uh, advancing the plot. But I think mm-hmm. we did get some like small advancements of the plot while learning mm-hmm. more about these characters and building their dynamic together.
0: So you essentially are the split of Dwayne and myself, Oh. I was kind of saying the same thing, but Dwayne Dwayne loved it for, for the character building and I enjoyed the character building, but I f- felt the same way that the story wasn't moving forward. And I think that that's a more apropos word to use is instead of story, the plot. The plot didn't necessarily move forward. The story did. Yeah. Um, I think that that's a better way to describe it for sure. Um, we just talked about uh, Loki's drunk poem about love being a uh. dagger, which I thought was very beautiful and we joked about how just like Sylvie says oh you had it right there until the end and, you know an imaginary dagger what a what a crappy metaphor <laughs> <laughs> um what what moments for you really stuck out uh in the episode
2: um you know I I, mean, I think the one of the biggest moments that uh, I think you know pe- people be talking about is a moment where they're talking about love and, uh, you know, they reveal, um, you know, Loki's bisexual nature. Um, but then also what's what really struck me hearing them talk about love was that we've never actually seen Loki pursue any love other than the love of his parents up till now. Mm-hmm. And so it's like a facet of his personality. We've never really gotten a chance to, to see or explore. And I mean, it's because he's been, you know, trying to, his, his character and story has been more about, um, you know, trying to, you know, his, his uh, you, you know, need to, uh, you know, get the validation of his parents. But, um, you know, what What really struck me about the, that part of the story is that he's the one that brought the topic up to her. Right. So I'm, I'm curious. So it, it almost to me seems like, you know, he in the, in the episodes called lamentous, so the word laments right there. You know, and it's almost like he is possibly lamenting the mm-hmm. fact that he never pursued or found love, and mm-hmm. is which and and is trying to see if other version this other version of him ever accomplished that would be. It, it, it may, you know, maybe I'm reading a little bit much into that, but no, that, I don't you know, that idea. Yeah, I, th- I thought that was, um, you know, and. and you know, depths of his personality that we have yet to see explored.
0: No, I agree. I I actually find it interesting that the poem could directly be uh, ascribed to his interactions with Selby. And it's not to say that he is all of a sudden in love with her right away, but with Mm -hmm. the idea that that she is a Loki herself. Mm -hmm. And it seems like until he talks more about his mom honestly the only person that loki has ever loved is himself Mm -hmm. the poem almost fits where it's like (laughs) you know uh you see yourself in it it's beautiful you know Mm -hmm. until it makes you bleed how many times have they already scrapped and tried to kill each other up to this point and whatnot Mm -hmm. um the idea when you reach for it, it isn't real I, the, the part that we joke, you know, doesn't work, but if we're talking about variants and this idea of, like, what of this is actually real, what of this is random splinters that don't actually ascribe to who I am and stuff like that, I think that there's a really interesting idea that we were getting a general poem about love and what it is, but we were also kind of getting Loki looking in at himself for a minute and, 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 yeah. and what this even means to himself. Cause there's even this idea of self-love because we've seen yes. every episode Loki looking at who he is. He thinks he knows who he is. You know, I'm Loki and I was burdened with glorious purpose. I mean yeah. like, no, your purpose was to literally make everybody else glorious and him having to come to terms with that. And the fact that he's the reason his dad, his mother died and that his father really did love him and that he died at the hands of, 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 you know uh, the mad Titan, because, you know, he just didn't get it together until it was too late type situation. I think that it, we, we're, this is another moment that's very subtle because we get a lot of bigger ones with his conversations with Selby where he's having another introspective moment there, I feel like. Um, yeah. I don't know if you and Dwayne feel the same way about that or not, but that was, that was one thing that I sort of caught out of this poem that I thought was interesting.
2: I mean, I definitely have been picking up on that this season in terms of just like the introspection and the, um, yeah, you, you know, the, the, exactly what you said about, uh, you know, his, his purpose being to to raise others up and and uh, you know just see, you know getting that perspective on seeing himself outside of the bounds of what he'd seen, and um, you know, I I definitely see how this poem relates to that. Yeah,
0: a thousand percent. And the funny thing is, we even get a question from Selby at one point, you know, Loki was like, you did X, Y, Z, you know, I would never do that. And she goes, well, one, I'm not you, but what makes Loki a Loki? And Loki responds, independence authority style, which I got to say, if that's all it takes Sylvie's already shown that in spade. She came up with a brilliant master plan to blow up the sacred timeline. She's proven that she's not gonna let the TVA do whatever they want to her. She's gonna go up here and handle if she has to. And then she's got the same kind of aesthetic as Loki does, and even the way in which she fights, the way in which she, you know, uh uses magic. So, like for Loki, it's a lot of like, you know. Chris Angel uh, mind freak just like, poof, (laughs) it disappears where she will straight up, like I loved the little improvised moment getting on the train where he's like, we're gonna do it my way. He does his disguise thing, his like illusion disguise thing. And when it's just about to fail because his words aren't gonna work, she quickly taps the dude and does the enchantment which I think was so much more brilliant when they tried before at the old lady's house. She's like, we're gonna do it my way. Doesn't work, we're gonna do it my way doesn't work now that they work together (laughs) all of a sudden this worked out perfectly
2: yeah that's that is a great point and uh Mm -hmm. it was a really fun moment in the story yeah no a thousand
0: percent um I would have to what 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 did you think about the action uh in this episode uh you know we got uh the initial fight with the guards of the TVA and and Mm -hmm. and Sylvie went full agent 13 Sharon Carter on their behinds you know
2: um What, what I love about that fight is it begins with her, you know, trying to do her old tricks of, okay, I'm going to possess this person. <laughs> she, she goes and tries to possess him, and immediately it's like, oh, she, you, know, so you know, well, first off, it tells us that she's never been inside the TVA, the TVA and right. tried this before. And, uh, you know, so she, uh, but uh, once she learns that the magic didn't work, she, she very quickly became accustomed to that melt you stick. Or whatever they call those. Yeah. They just like dis- disintegrate Dude. people. She's like, oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, I, man, I mean, I guess I,
0: I, I now that I think about it, I guess cops do have guns. But I was just like, yo, how Pete is this for this this police force to just be able to just disintegrate people right away? And then I literally was like, well, wait a minute, yeah. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah. but you know uh what we have that i want to uh we had that fight we had the the fight on the train mm-hmm. uh which i thought was pretty fun especially with drunk loki fighting where he's just like yeah. don't touch me just like what are yeah. you, what are you? <laughs> and like even throwing the dude out the window by throwing the knife almost hitting selby in the face and she's like that yeah. was a terrible throw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and then our last bit of action, we get uh, the run for the arc before it gets destroyed. Um, yeah. what, so again, what what do you what did you think about these other two scenes? These other two action scenes, man. Uh, since we got it's a lot this particular episode.
2: Yeah, and, and first off, it's just you know the the production value in these you know MCU TV shows is this is like film level production value. It's it's it, you mm-hmm. know all, always impressive. Um, yeah, like you said I love the fight scene in the the train you know him throwing her uh, throwing the the guard out the window and then himself getting thrown out too and then uh we've got the uh um uh during that that end that end chase scene you know it just kept you know it, we, we we got we also got just like some emotional beats in it in addition to the uh you know the action you know you know loki's looking around and they're going to abandon all these people like yes this this is you know loki who's grown from you know he just recently was you know trying you know you know pulling the eye sock eyeball out of somebody in austria to uh being here and uh you know actually being concerned about the lives of of human beings or you know lamentous beings whatever they're you know people um right but uh you know but then the yeah the the it was it was chaotic and it was ever escalating until it just kind of ended with just like a like a like they ran into a wall Yeah.
0: yeah 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 no for sure for sure um okay so the one other thing that I wanted to talk about before we get to the super chats um we get this moment when they're running for the the arc where mm. Loki straight up catches a building and reassembles it. Yeah. And I understand that Loki's magic, there's a lot of stuff that we've been able to see him do. I don't ever feel like we've ever seen him reverse time. Um, so
1: I'm going to say, I don't think he retur- reversed time. I think that he just moved it. I think it was just a larger... A visual of his telekinesis that was shown in the last episode i don't think okay. that he actually reversed time okay okay
2: yeah, just, I, yeah 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 i would agree with that also because if, if, he, if he has the ability to reverse time and didn't use that against thanos that would probably be a, a bad move i think this is definitely more of the telekinesis but it's also wow. telekinesis to like a significant a massive extent. scale yeah. that just power scaled the hell out of him for him to do that so quickly
0: and yeah. so effectively while on the run, that does a lot. The only reason yeah. I bring that up is remember though, Loki being a trickster and a thief, we did get a bunch of paperweights of infinity stones. There's a possibility oh, he pocketed one on the way out. So that, that that was the only reason I brought that up is because I was like, did yeah. he potentially steal an infinity stone? Because he did take a moment to go get his daggers. So I don't think maybe he did it necessarily when he first saw that they were paperweights, but he knew where they were and he knew the TVA was scrambling all over the place that he could have real quick got his daggers and grabbed one of them before he
1: bounced. That's possible, but the problem with that is he would also have to be in the universe that those time stones came from. That's true. I just was was under the. the I I was under. that, yes, I know that
0: the, the, the Infinity Stones have to be from the particular universe that you're coming from. But considering, I guess, that these variants are just, or these uh, Nexus events are just starting to split off and whatnot, it's also a possibility that, like, remember, knowing the TVA nullifies all magic and whatnot, that it...
1: But if they if they brought it out of that branch,
0: because
1: mm-hmm. those those Infinity Stones would have come from a... So once it starts branching... That has now become a new timeline. So those infinity, infinity Stones, once they get pulled out and that branch gets pruned, that timeline no longer exists. So you can't take those Infinity Stones back to the timeline that they came from. So you, there's no way for you to use them again.
2: So you're saying the Tesseract that Loki had that he used to escape after that branch got pruned, that Tesseract, even though they still have it, is uh yeah, useless, you can't no take, matter which yeah, timeline he goes
1: to you, you can't take it back into a timeline where right the tesseract is still there
0: so and multiple, use it because it's, it's not
1: so. it's not the same tesseract
0: that's fair that's fair i the only thing that i'm wondering about this is we haven't had that direct discussion yet about the infinity stones not working outside of their universe we know that from the comic lore. They, have nev- they haven't never, they have yet said that. They just said that inside the TVA, magic and whatnot doesn't work.
1: Well, so that's I the mean, only thing. To, to be fair, we that, wouldn't have that conversation because right now there is only one universe. There is only one timeline. Also true. That's also
0: true. Um, all right. So let's get to these. We've got about 12 minutes left. Let's get to these Streamlabs yep. and Super Chats that came in. Uh, it, see what people want to discuss.
2: I, I, do, I do have an interesting thing. I know we have the stream as yet. I do have a, an interesting uh, thing to, to, to bring up that's not related to, to what we've discussed this far is the, the moment that we talk about that every member of the TVA is a variant. Did you guys discuss that yet? We, 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 oh, yeah. we, we
0: touched on it a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I, yes, that, that was, because that was, of course, the big plot moment in the episode is yeah. being like, wait a minute. Not only was she human, And probably all of these cats are human, Mm
2: -hmm. but
0: that they're all variants and not just made by the timekeepers. Once again, proving that the timekeepers are a bunch of liars. And I don't know about you, but the timekeepers, the middle one, a thousand percent looks like Jonathan Majors. And I'm just like, that's Kang. That's, that's Kang, bro.
2: (laughs) Interesting. The reason I bring it up is uh... So I've been having discussions the last couple of weeks, even leading up to this, about whether the the nature of Mobius, uh, the Owen Wilson's character, and how he seems like he could be a a, a Loki variant himself. And I'm mm. wondering, so like, so this, you know, cause in terms of just the, how well he knows Loki, how well he's able to manipulate Loki like no one else has been. There's little hints that that might be the case, and then the fact that now we know that he actually is a variant, you know, we maybe he is a Loki variant,
1: but that's just a so you know. I. I've, oh, I can't remember what show you were on, Winston, but I popped in the chat and brought this up. Huh. So, I know I've said before that I thought maybe that the other consultant that Renslayer um, has been referring to might be Immortus. But now that they've done the reveal of the TVA being populated by variants, I think it is 100% going to be another variant of Mobius, And the reason that he doesn't remember leaving that ring on her coffee table is because he was not the one that did it. It was another version of him. And because in the comics, the middle management of the TVA is entirely made up of Mobius variants. Wow. Like, there's like hundreds of them that all work for the TVA.
0: Wow. Wow. Well, damn. (laughs) <laughs> didn't know about that did not know about that personally so that actually could be super interesting and and actually not totally surprising now that we know that they're all variants in one way or the other yeah. um so yeah Dwayne, go ahead and read them what do we got man
1: all right from max cohen i felt like this episode tread water started and ended stuck with no way home any info from Sylvie is unreliable. So it was 40 minutes of meh to find out TVA is stealing people.
0: I mean, you could say the same thing about Loki. Nothing that Loki says is reliable. So you can't, I don't think you can go off of that premise. We, you can kind of tell now when loki is serious and when loki is up to no good i think we got past that level of up to no good pretty early on and then when we actually sat down on the train and had the time to talk it got real um that's yeah. just my two cents on that
2: yeah and I, even if she isn't going to come you know even if she's you know unreliable she's still gonna there's still likely a chance she's actually revealing her cars, you know, like, like to, you know, like not like really like tipping her hand a little bit, like, you know, letting your guard down a little bit to, you know, to get through. So I, you know, I, you know, I, I, you know, again, it's, it's, uh you know, the plot plot itself didn't move forward a lot, but I still thought it was a very enjoyable, um, you know, discovery of the characters. When I do think that what we've learned while there is going to be some deception learned, uh, I do think what we, what we saw was
1: mostly you know, genuine interaction.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, what else we got, Dwayne?
1: Uh, John Lee. I think the TVA city might be in the quantum realm since all of their tech can allow them to time travel and Kang would be or will be the villain in the next Ant-Man movie. Space and time work different in the quantum realm. Uh, I agree. I think the TVA is eventually going to become Chronopolis.
0: I I think it'll probably be the Chronopolis as well. And, and yeah, it would make sense why, like they said, you know, with the one, it's like, Oh, she was a regular person hundreds of years ago. So the idea that again, what uh, you would know more readily, Craig, I know just uh, being in the, in the inner geekdom division directly what was it? He was in there for five hours, is what it was, and it turned into five years. Or was yeah. it five minutes? Five it was, hours. It
2: was five hour, five hours, yeah, five yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, and that that populated into five years. Obviously, it depends on where you pop back out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that would that would that would make sense. Uh, the, the, all right.
1: The thing on that well, that throws me off is that Sylvie said that she needed to create the world from the memories of the person that she was enchanting. But if she was like a few hundred years old, she wouldn't have known what a margarita it is.
0: Well, not necessarily. If it's, if it's without, if it's outside of time and space and she was pulled from, if she was pulled from, you know, um, 1997, oh, she true. could have been working in, yeah, she could have been working with the TVA for yeah. hundreds of years that's, because time doesn't really mean anything to them.
1: Yeah. That's, that's fair. If you're if you're subscribing to the theory that time is not linear and that everything is happening happening all time, at, at the same time, it, yeah, that's, that works. Yeah. But that's that's yeah. getting into the theoretical and quantum physics conversation that yep. we don't need to have yep. on this show. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> 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 nope. Not that geeky. All right. Uh, what else? <laughs> um, Max Cohen. Nothing Sylvie said is backed with evidence beyond how enchantment works. And C20 being stolen. So we can't say what she says is real. She's a Loki. I mean... I mean, I don't, again, I don't think I, any... The, the, okay, this is where we... This is what I was... The point that I was making earlier. Uh-huh. No one is saying... That she isn't... A variant of Loki. But... When someone decides to take control... Of their identity they are the only one who gets to decide who and what they are. So if she decides that she does not want to be identified as Loki, she is Sylvie, plain and simple. Then that makes it true for her. Mm -hmm. And, and that's, that's one of that, like that subtle part of the conversation that I loved about this episode is that they weren't just like, Hey, this is what we're trying to say. They just said it and moved on and we're yeah. like, we've said, I said what I said <laughs> and I'm gonna move on. I, I mean, I mean, look, I don't wanna get into
0: the idea of, I don't wanna get into a Rachel Dolezal conversation, but how about the fact that like Loki himself actually being a frost giant does not, re- like he'll bring it up every now and again, but mm-hmm. only is like, no, I am Loki of Asgard. Like I, again, I know he was raised as guardian, but he's technically not physiologically as guardian he is a frost giant and he refuses to like he shows us his 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 frost giant appearance once in thor when he realizes what went on and other than that he never reverts back to that form ever so it's the same concept it it can work it works in the exact same way
2: well i mean if you could look like tom hiddleston or a frost giant which would you choose
0: i would choose Selvi. Because she's because really, she's really hot <laughs> and she can enchant people, and I feel like enchanting people is way doper than just being able to magically like put stuff in a pocket dimension. But that's just me. I, I personally
2: <laughs> that's that's fair. That's fair. But but, 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 but in terms of, in terms of so also so uh, to the uh, to the super chat, I was saying the only things that there's evidence for the this and that. But I'd counter that with. Yes, but the only things that she said that there is evidence. We haven't seen anything that is has evidence to the contrary from what she's saying. Everything that she said that we that there is evidence to supports what she said as saying. Frankie Gouge donated twenty dollars. Honestly, don't think you can judge this episode until you see the next one.
1: Mm. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, that's a fair assessment. But I, I mean, and that's like when people were judging, you know wandavision and captain America and the winter soldier after episode one or episode two like you can't judge the series until you've seen the entire series
0: yeah exactly it's 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 true the only thing i will say because it's television and you're making a break in there you kind of can in the sense that they are standalone entities but they are part of a larger whole you know what i'm saying
1: yeah like you can say like hey i didn't vibe with this episode but you can't say hey loki sucks because exactly you haven't seen all of loki you don't know right. where it's going Right.
2: yeah right. exactly and, and like i said this to, to some people this may have felt like a you know quote unquote filler episode mm-hmm. but even if it like they think it was a, of it of it as a filler episode it's like we don't we don't yet know how it will impact the remainder of the series so there, yeah. you know and i think it's very likely that um, you know with the context of the rest of this, the episodes we'll be able to get a, a, a be able to rejudge this and how it fits in with the rest of the series but um, you know I think we can adjust as you said judge this as an individual episode and I you know I, I still for one very much enjoyed it
0: yeah no I did too uh, what else Dwayne or is that all of them
1: uh, I think that last one that came in hold on let me refresh yep that's it we got them all
0: Okay, so I am very sad that we only got to have half an episode of The Barbarian here because Craig is a brilliant mind, but I'm very excited in the fact that, uh, you know, so the kind of the big announcement is next week, we're going to be changing up the format a little bit, we will still be doing uh, the reviews, it won't take up the entirety of the episode. But we will be doing the reviews uh the spoiler reviews of the episodes we're going to kind of move into almost like a a pti-esque format where you're going to be getting all of the the geeky news so the stuff that you saw us doing in between the shows uh so when you know like uh jonathan majors gets cast as kang in ant-man we're going to break that down stuff like that we'll do time segments on all that kind of stuff so we'll dedicate a large chunk of the episode to the spoiler reviews, but we'll still give you that news in there as well. And our discussion and speculations, we'll have fun segments. And I don't think it starts next week, uh, but very, very soon we will be in studio, which is gonna be amazing as well. So you're gonna get awesome, awesome in-person people meeting, graphics, all that good stuff. It is going to be a wild ride as well as the show changing names. Again, do not want to reveal that quite yet just because we need to hammer that out and finalize it where we've got a couple ideas. We need to make sure that the bosses are okay with that. But that is what's coming for the Inner Geekdom show and I'm so excited. Uh, it sounds like the time is going to shift from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. on Wednesdays. We, uh, once I have that fully verified, obviously with the show title, I will let y'all know about that for sure. So don't worry about that. But it is something that's going to be happening soon and I'm very, very uh, excited about it. Someone's saying this was a filler review. That's funny, uh, you know, <laughs> since obviously the, the story will be moving forward starting next week. Um, so that is the exciting stuff that's coming on. Uh, Craig, real quick, tell them where they can find you and what you got going on, man.
2: Um, find me on uh, Twitter as at BarbarianCraig um and uh then uh i'm also on instagram at, at cfganyer c is in craig f is in frank Gagner, g-a-y-n-i-e-r so all you can all yeah as in the french word to win so all you do is all i do is win and uh you can find me right now uh we had a fun had a fun time last week shooting a promo for the uh, home re- home video release of nobody. Nobody is, uh, out on, uh, you know, video and on demand and, uh, check out on Twitter. You can see the movie trivia show posted I posted. I reposted it. The video of uh, me and JTE, uh, working with a stunt crew, uh, to reenact scenes from the film. And it was a ton of fun. And I thought the video came together really well. Uh, and then you know, you can always find me supporting the rest of the Finstock Exchange. We got two huge matches this week coming up. We got uh the Moose Haas taking on Amru Moses tomorrow, and then the Tyrant Ty Lieberman taking on Josh Horowitz. And uh, yeah, and you'll see me back in the ring soon. I, I don't know what uh, I'm allowed to say, but uh, yeah, we'll just we'll just say that uh, uh, yeah yeah Elvis has been uh, taken out of the dust bag.
0: Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It's on and cracking, man. Yeah. Uh, and check out check out the thing that they did for Nobody, him and JT. That that was so cool. If you haven't seen it already, I retweeted it. I know the Schmodan tweeted it. I believe Craig tweeted it, but you have to see it. It was so, so cool what they did. Uh, Dwayne, tell them uh, where they can find you, bro.
1: Uh, You can find me anywhere and everywhere on the internet, at Burkmade. Check out my YouTube channel for my show, Technical Difficulties, where I do a bunch of tips, tricks, and tutorials to help make your live streams more engaging and more dynamic. Uh, and you can always find me on Twitch kind of playing with things on stream. You get to see my mess ups live when I break things in OBS uh, and fix them. And then also you can ask me, like, how do I do this? And I'll answer you if I can. So please come through.
0: That's what's up. And you know where to find me at the Swaggy Blurred. Uh, here on the Inner Geekdom Show. Again, we are going to be moving times and changing the name, but don't worry. It's going to be nothing but goodness going forward. Uh, you can also find me at Blurds in the Hood Tuesdays and Thursdays, 2 p.m. Pacific with me, my co-host, Mr. Jay Washington, uh, the resident supervillain. And uh, you can find me in about two minutes on uh, SEN Live uh, right here. So with that, everybody, I want to thank you so much for joining us. Please be sure to come back next week. Leave a like if you haven't already. Leave a comment. Do it on the podcast, all that good stuff. Got nothing but love for each and every one of you. Have a great rest of your Wednesday, and I'll see you in just a couple of minutes. Deuces. Uh, uh, I like that, Craig, right here. Yo.